how you doing? Ian. What up? It's your boy Austin. This is D Bronx Podcast following a week two win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good about it. You feeling pretty I good? Feel, I'm, I'm feel feeling really pretty good about it. <laughs> You know, I, I wish that uh, our co-host Kevin could be with us today, but unfortunately not able to make it. It's crazy because last episode you weren't able to make it. This time he's not able to make it. It'd be great for us to at some point have the whole team here, but it's been a couple weeks since we've been on here, so I definitely wanted to at the very least get a couple of us on here talking about things with the Broncos, even though we actually have no idea what we're talking about here at Deep Bronx Podcast. We are essentially, we're just the fan perspective, right? We don't pretend to be analysts. We don't pretend to be experts. Uh, You leave that to the wannabes at NFL Network. We're not that. We're just the fan perspective. We know we're just fans. We know we didn't study football for 35 years. And so uh, we come at it from that angle. So we're just the fan perspective here at D-Bronx Podcast. If you're able to tune in and listen, we appreciate you uh, and we thank you. But uh, Ian, obviously the big news here with this game and and actually the last couple games is, is the play of one Teddy Bridgewater, especially with the uh, kind of, you know, what felt like at least to some, as, or at least to most of us, a surprising decision to go with Teddy instead of Drew Locke. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to talk to you about some of these injuries that we're dealing with. So we already lost Jerry Judy for, I think that the time frame was four to six weeks of the high ankle sprain. Um, and it will probably be more than that before he's a hundred percent, even if he does end up playing. Um, and we lost Graham Glasgow to an irregular heartbeat. We lost, uh, this week, we lost Josie Jewell, who we just found out is going to be out for the season. Br- uh, Bradley Chubb is going to be out, uh, six to eight weeks, uh, cause he's going to need surgery. It sounds like in his ankle. Um, and we've lost, we've, we've lost some other ones as well. So, uh, do you panic? What What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? I'm not really panicking at this moment. Um, I mean, yeah, that is, it was pretty terrible about the Josie Jewell one because I thought he was having two pretty good games. Um, it really stinks that he, you know, tore his pectoral muscle. Uh, Bradley Chubb, yeah, he's been in and out of injuries really ever since he we drafted him, except for last year, which was a Pro Bowl year, but um. Um, I would say that we have so much depth. I'm not really like hitting the panic button quite yet. I mean, if we start dropping some more players, it's going to really start to be a little weird. The Jerry Judy one, uh, that's the one that worries me the most really is because I watched that same injury happen to Michael Thomas last year. And oh, yeah. he, he was a four to six week guy and it just never figured itself out throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the year. It's kind of, it's, like, it's like a hamstring injury. It just lingers. It lingers, Especially and he was never the same. Never the same. Uh, well, that year, and then he hasn't even played this year. But um, right for different reasons. But um, but the thing is, you know, Jerry Judy. It's his feet. It's his footwork that's so impressive with him. It's you know, yeah. And having a high ankle sprain, because I mean, when we, I mean, honestly, when we saw the play, when we saw the injury, I, fr- I thought he broke his ankle. 
I think all of us did. The way that that, oh gosh, the way that that like bent under the defender just looked terrible. I, I think thought it most was going to be like a compound fracture be, or something. I yeah, thought he was out I, for the season. And I, I thought like, most oh, of us no. thought it was out for the season. So as much as this sucks, there it, there was a silver lining in the fact that it wasn't nearly as bad as what, what it looked like, what we thought it was going to be. Which is great. Yeah. That's why I'm glad that we didn't, you know, when everybody was talking about, hey, we should trade Tim Patrick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, don't no. do that. So well, you think – Go ahead. And you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. Uh, and plus, you don't. Uh, you don't trade away a guy that doesn't drop the ball. Yeah, Tim Patrick never drops the ball. He still has zero drops <laughs> on his career. Exactly. Zero. It's unheard of. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's almost weird. It's almost eerie. Um, and that actually brings brings us to another point. You know, and I didn't mention him before, but Ronald Darby. You know, I'm I'm real glad we didn't end up trading one of our corners. Um. You know, Bryce Callahan was kind of the name that people were talking about trading. And, man, he has looked – people just – it just it seems like quarterbacks don't even want to throw at him. You know, it, and it's it's no. like he was last year. And like he has been you know, kind of throughout his career, when he's on the field, he's one of the best cover corners you can, you can find. It's I just – I think he was the best nickel corner like all last year. I think last year he was graded as the number two cover corner in all of the NFL. Yeah, I think it was, but obviously the the issue with him is that he kept injured. getting injured, you know, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know, especially with injuries being the way that they have been this year. I mean, we've lost what, six or eight starters so far. Two Graham six. Glasgow is going to be back. Ronald Darby should be back after two or three games. Um, yep. uh, Judy's going to be back four to six weeks, but that may linger. Be a seven but, eight maybe. But we're losing a lot. We can't lose guys at this rate. And this has been – you and I were talking off the air. This is this has been an issue with the Broncos, that they just have a comic, comically bad, a comically high amount of injuries compared to the rest of the league. Injuries do happen, and I'm not, I'm not someone that's going to try and pretend like injuries don't happen. Injuries happen in the NFL. It is part of the game. But when they happen at the rate at which they happen for the Broncos, that's higher than just about any other team in the league. Now, if it was a one-year thing, that's one thing. But when it's like every year, year yeah, if, you're, mm-hmm. if every year you're among the top in terms of starters lost to injury – you got to start looking at what, you know, the constants and, and, you know, this, this quote unquote strength and conditioning staff, I just, what are they doing? I got doing? my questions, but I got my questions with this. Yeah. Guys. What are they doing? Like I, it, I, I just, I, it's hard for me to trust it because generally these things, as Kevin was saying off the air, generally these things will balance out year to year. Uh, even if you, if you have the higher, uh, injury number one year, you're not generally going to have the highest injury number the next year as well, or the you know third year in a row. Um, but that's that's been the case with us. Is every year we just have all our star- key players going down on injury uh, for extended amounts of time, you know, and that's I'm well, just, just worried, it, and I, yeah, I'm worried too because I think it's the way the NFL football game has changed. You didn't hear when they played real football. Back in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and stuff like that, you didn't hear about, you know, oh, you know, you would still hear injuries and stuff like that and stuff like that. But, you know, they would rub rub some dirt on it and go back out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you didn't see Steve Atwater injured every, you know, once a year. And this guy was legitimately taking people's heads off. 
Yeah. Now, and now, and that, was... now that you can't touch anybody and you can't do two a days, your body's not conditioned to do. The, yeah. And now you're adding an extra game. Um, yeah. Bo- their bodies aren't conditioned because, you know, you can't have two days. You can only work from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Monday through Friday, you know, or not even Monday through Friday, just like certain days of the week. It's like, and then they're wondering why, you know, they, they take two steps back and a drop and they blow their ACL out. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm with you. I, I couldn't agree with you more. This has to do with the strength and conditioning of the league as a whole. That's where it yeah. starts. But I, I think, think it's, ours it's, is worse than ever. It's magnified. Yeah. It's been magnified with the Broncos. I do think that you're right in the sense that the league as a whole, when you, when you were only able to tackle each other in game, then you're right. You're not conditioned for this. And in, in years past, uh, when you're, you're, you're practicing tackling, you know, throughout all of OTAs, throughout all training camp, and you're doing your two days throughout the year and all those things, your body is, is conditioning for you. And some of these injuries are soft tissue injuries. I mean, even Josie Jewell, his was a torn pec. It wasn't a broken bone, you know, and even yeah. then broken bones, they tend to heal much more consistently than, than soft tissue cares. injuries do. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and so that's, that's what I'm seeing is just that so many, almost all of these injuries, of course you have some freak ones like, uh, Dak Prescott broke his, you know, obviously that gruesome injury last year. Yeah. Um, the ankle injury. Yeah. But most of them are soft tissue injuries and they're costing players seasons or half seasons at a time. And, and uh, it's because we're not allowing these players to to condition their bodies into being in the right shape to play the game, to play the game yeah, as and, it's and, supposed to be played. Now, and you sure, if you want to take tackling the out, then make it a flag football league. Yeah, and if you think if you think about it, ninety five percent of the time, you know, they always talk about that, uh, you know, next man up. And I'm like, yeah, but the next man up isn't as good as the dude that just went down. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I mean, every every once in a while, you'll find a Shaq Barrett, but you know what? It doesn't yeah, Shaq happen Barrett, every man. day. <laughs> it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Even even so and we have guys problem. that we like. We like Malik Reed, but from the looks of it, it doesn't look like Malik Reed is the se- second Shaq Barrett. You know what I mean? Where there was no, no, virtually no drop off. Nobody's a second Shaq Barrett. That's the one. And that that's got away. you know, Malik Reed is decent. He's good. He's he's a good. he's a great backup. Good. But he's not he's a great, great watcher, starter great from, what, from what we saw last year. He's not a great starter, and you know that's you know that's not that's not meant to be a slight at him. Obviously, he may develop, but at this point, we haven't seen him take that next step where it's basically no drop off. There is a drop off when you go from there Bradley is. Chubb to Malik Reed. There's a drop off, or yeah. last year when you from, you know Von Miller to Malik Reed. There is a drop off, or Jonathan Cooper. Everyone's high on Jonathan Cooper, but and and I, I I'm high on Jonathan Cooper. I I think he may be end up being a steal, but probably will be. But does that mean he's going to be Malik Reed level? Or I'm sorry, not Malik Reed, but Bradley Chubb level? No, because he's no. young. And when when he was showing out in preseason, he was showing out against backup offensive linemen. You know, that's you just the reality be. of the situation. He's playing good against those players. Yeah, and we're we're excited about him because we do believe that he has a chance to develop and, and be a steal. But... He's got a great story with the heart surgery and stuff like that. <laughs> oh so, man, I he mean, does have I a mean, great story. Waiting for that guy to be like, "Hey, hold my beer, I'm good." You, <laughs> yeah, you have to root for the guy. Um, oh yeah, but 
you know, and, and I don't want to spend too much time on the injuries, but it's just, it's just worrisome because I think when you have, when you look at our team from top to bottom, when you look at our starters, like we have what could be a contender, a playoff contender at the least, maybe not. I don't want to make the jump to, uh, we're a super bowl contender. I, I think that that's, I think. Yeah, I think, but I do, but we're definitely a contender for the playoffs. We're definitely in that conversation, and our our roster, top to bottom, is is top tier. I mean, the, you know, the we big question mark all off season was quarterback, and at least through yeah. two games, that doesn't look like a question mark at this nope. point. I'm, of course, you, that has to be sustained. You know, with Teddy Bridgewater's performance, that has to be sustained. We have to see more in two games. We have to see it right. uh, more than against lowly teams right now now the giants have a very good defense so there's credit there but you do want to see it more consistently against the better teams you want to see him you know out duel and he almost out uh patrick mahomes when he was with the panthers last year don't forget very but very close. but that was the big question mark of course was the, was the quarterback situation and that may not even be a question mark anymore but to finish up on the injuries, just you know, it's just worrisome because I think we have this contender, this team that could really contend for a playoff spot and and potentially even do a little bit of damage in the playoffs, potentially depending on who we end up playing. But that could become null and void, null and void if 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 we don't have any players to field. You know what I mean? If we don't have any starters to play, true. And we end up throwing back. I mean, think of last year. Last year half of our starters last year were backups because of yeah, the injuries was, that we had to pretty, deal with. It was pretty bad last year. It was, I mean, it, we, was, it, was, bad. Between us, it was between us and the 49ers of who, like what, 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 what yeah, it was us and the 49ers. You use? I mean, at one point we went into the game against the bills with one cornerback on the roster. I know. It's like now you guys are throwing wide receivers out there. It's like yeah, yeah we we were throwing safeties and we're throwing linebackers out there to cover wide. I mean, that was we kind of knew going into that game not only because it's the Bills, but just because of how decimated our secondary was. That was going to be a blowout from the get go. Um, and I just I don't want to see that happen to this team with the talent that we have because of injuries. And Josie Jewell, man, he really was playing well, and he looked like he finally was like taking that that next step to, to being the guy that we, we always knew he could be, but hadn't been draft, yet. Yeah. yeah right. he, he just hadn't been that yet. He has great uh, quickness, but no, he doesn't have straight line speed. And that was kind of one of his big, uh, <clears throat> question Browning, marks, you know, now Browning's got to step up the rookie. Browning's got to step up Jonathan or not Jonathan, but, uh, Justin Strenad has got to step up and he oh, looked, yeah. he looked pretty good in the, in the, you know, and Josie Jewell, I mean, he had those two tackles for loss last week. Uh, really? He looked great in week one and towards the end of last year, he started to look really good too. It goes beyond just his ability as a tackler, but just his, he's one of the smartest guys in the head. You know, his, his football IQ is unheard of. And he had the green dot, you know, he's, he's the guy that's calling the plays out there for a reason. We're not only losing Josie Jewell, the the physical player, but we're losing his his mind out there on the field and his leadership out there on the field and his ability to dissect and be able to make adjustments and call audibles on the fly and those kind of things that, you know, oftentimes those things get overlooked. Oh, yeah. 
you know, not to say that those we, need, we be, need the most, we need all the leadership that we can have because we haven't had leadership we do. in years. We do. And I don't know if it's going to be Alexander Johnson or Justin Trinidad that ends up getting the green dot moving forward. We'll see this week against the Jets, but I uh, probably think probably Johnson, if I had to take a guess, just because of experience, snap, right? Yeah, just because he's been. <laughs> He's been above ser- serviceable. He's been above. You know, he's not hasn't been great, but he's been better yeah. than good. Yeah, he's been a little bit above average. I uh, I do think that. Well, again, you know, I, I obviously I feel good about this game against the Jets. I feel good about the team so far. You can't do better than a two and zero start. We've we've covered the spread with both games. We've we've beat both teams by over ten points. Uh. But I'm I'm just you know I'm just worried about the rate of the injuries. That's really my biggest worry right now is the rate of the injuries. So we're losing multiple starters to injury every week. And it's only two weeks, but you can't continue on that trajectory and still field a, a good team. So I'm just a little worried about that. But let's move on. Let's move on from the injuries. The injuries hurt. Um but wins but speak, feel a lot better. Feel, wins feel a lot better, and then we do have a guy. He's coming off an injury, missed all almost all of last year. His name is Sutton, Cortland Sutton. He's Pay back, is man. he not? Pay that man. Pay that man, and he's you know his. It's going to be between him and Chubb. I mean, not to say you can't extend both, but who do you extend? Could, yeah. Who do you extend, Chubb or Sutton, in this situation? Sutton. Sutton. Hundred percent. Yeah, Sutton. Sutton. And this is this is not a slight at Chubb. It's not a slight at Chubb. But you know, last year without Vaughn Miller, Chubb, Chubb couldn't get to double digit sacks, right? Yeah, and seven point uh, five. Seven point five. Not bad. It's res- it's respectable. But first yeah. round, fifth overall. We love the guy. Even if he was just able to stay healthy, he'd be worth the contract extension because he is very good. Um. Yeah, if, I, but, if uh, yeah, I'm drafting I think, I think... five, if I'm drafting five, I want TJ Watt. <laughs> TJ Watt. We're not sure. getting TJ Watt. No, 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 no. <laughs> I uh, yeah, we should have gotten we should have gotten a TJ Watt. I want a Bosa. Five. If I'm drafting a five, Bosa, I want a Bosa yeah. <laughs> or a Miller. You know. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't. Hopefully, we see Chubb come back. Um from this injury and he hopefully comes back strong and comes back well. And unfortunately that's been so much of the conversation about Chubb throughout his career is, Oh, hopefully he comes back, you know? Um, and, but yeah. you know, that the thing is we've kind of had that conversation with Sutton too, because he was injured all last year, but man, we, I know he had a, he had a, you know, kind of just a feeling it, feeling it out game in week one, one catch 14 yards, I believe it was, um, it was yeah. but man, this, this week, nine catches, 159 yards. And, and man, you look at some of those 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 balls that that you know catches that should have been made, or I rather penalties that should have been called. Penalties. You know, he could have had two hundred yards. He could have. He could have had two hundred yards and 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 that touchdown, that touchdown, long touchdown yeah. that the flag never got called. Um, I think it was in the first first quarter. I believe it was. Second, I think it was second quarter. Maybe it was second quarter at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean that guy was a man on fire. 
dude. Oh, yeah. He's I just definitely pinning his ears back and going for <laughs> that it. That was like Sutton is back. And here's the thing is I, I still think that his uh, route running and his like lateral cut cutting ability is maybe still not 100%. I don't think he's 100% yet, and he still did that when he's not 100%. And that he's is still just, a little ginger on it. I still think he's yeah. trying to feel it out a little bit, you know. And so they're just like one straight. Mental game. It, yeah, <laughs> you know, once it's fit, yeah, it's it's a mental game now with him. Yeah, and then and, but in this game they're just like, hey, just run straight. I'll launch it. <laughs> yeah, hey, and and it we'll, works. We'll just throw it deep, and it worked, man. I got you know, uh, we did we did get the flag when when he threw when Bridgewater threw deep to Tim Patrick. But we yeah. should have gotten the flag, at least one of those flags, to Court and Sutton. Yeah, you that, could make the argument that, one, that there was a got second one. We got him like a leash. Yeah, yeah, and it was clear that it, it was very obvious that it impeded his forward uh, movement, or you know, I was whatever like, the what, word what, is. which one of these refs is an Urban Meyer fan? Like, come on, God, and, and especially because they called it, the one on who Sutton. Who lives in Gainesville here? Like, come on. Yeah, they called they called the <laughs> they called the pass interference on Sutton, right? Yeah. Yeah. When 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 the ball was just underthrown and 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 the receiver that he was that going after him. just stopped, right? Like, uh, like you can't like you gotta be able to you gotta like you just don't have time to stop yourself on a dime, like, uh, and then and then it wasn't called, uh, I think right before that. When the same thing happened. Oh, I know. On on our side, it wasn't called when right when uh, the defender ran into. Was it was it sudden on that one? I can't remember. I think it was sudden. I can't remember. Uh, it may have been sudden. In any case, there there was yeah, a I, I questionable. Watched tw- I've watched the game twice, and I'm pretty yeah, sure it's questionable sudden. calls. Do you have game pass? Yes. Oh, I thought you said you gotten rid of it. I did, but they Could didn't resist. take it away. <laughs> they didn't take it away. No, yeah. So like, uh, yeah. So like, I was like, I didn't want it after last year, right? We'll have to cut this out and, so the NFL doesn't hear it. I uh, ain't gonna give a crap. <laughs> but I, 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 so like, I, uh, I, I got the charge, and then I said, "Oh, this is a faulty charge." So I called my bank and said, "Cancel it," because it, the hardest thing on the planet is trying to cancel game pass you can't talk to anybody <laughs> you can't it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a blood oath with them <laughs> like you can't like i've tried i've tried like because i was like all right i mean it's cool but there's no real perks on it it's not worth 99 dollars a year yeah it's cool to be able to watch the games again but yeah like, yeah but you watch you watch them twice three times maybe and stuff like that yeah I mean, give us the all 22 if I was getting paid to do podcasts and that's like all I do is just study tape all day long, then yeah, oh great, great investment. Then it's a There's write-off. No, like, extra shows. There's no extra shows. I mean, you can get all the other stuff on YouTube anyways. But yeah. then like so I canceled the thing. And they refund me the hundred bucks. <laughs> but I still have the subscription. So I was like, hey. <laughs> they haven't caught on whatever, yet. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't caught on yet. Oh, well, that's great, man! Yeah, no, oh, I, uh, I, I, I do that. You know, NFL is all about making money. I'm pretty well, sure no doubt about that. they'll probably be like, "Hold on, what's this guy got? What's what? What the hell is this guy doing?" 
Well, they're all about they're all about making money and pushing an agenda. So let's let's not get oh, into yeah. that though. Oh yeah. Um, but no, I mean that's great that you're able to still watch those games. I might need to do something similar. <laughs> so I can rewatch the so you game. Get it. <laughs> that's yeah. what I might have to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, rests are clearly on one side and not the Broncos side. Um, and still, mm. I mean, the offense, the the, the one area. So the, there are the, there were a couple areas the offense struggled uh, in the running oh, yeah. game. A that was an issue. Both games. For both games. You're right. Both games. Not great. Mm-hmm. Not great. And what was good last week that was not good this week was uh, third downs. I believe we were two of 11 on third downs. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like the first game where now. And isn't it crazy that we were two of 11 on third downs. We still, we still had like 37 minutes of possession time. How do we pull? I mean, I mean, we are, we are really taking care of the time of possession. Like we we don't even let them have the ball. We were converting on first and second downs. Don't ever hold the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and so we were converting on first and second downs, and so it did get to third down, and oftentimes we were in third and long because the the the, the running game wasn't doing anything. Or, you know, we had to with 10 penalties for over 100 yards, which is kind of uncharacteristic for the, you know, Fangio, obviously we've had question marks about him coaching up to now, especially with management and stuff, but penalties have not been a huge issue with the Fangio era. You no, know, so that was kind of all. uncharacteristic. Uh, have ten penalties for over hundred yards, and you know, you know who's been a big offender is you had that guy that we picked off from waivers from Detroit, Ford. What's his name? Ford, something Ford, number twelve awesome. special teams cornerback. Oh yeah, oh yeah, dude, this guy oh, has yeah. gotten flagged for fifteen yard penalties two weeks in a row. Oh, and he was the other one that couldn't catch the guy when he ran the the hundred and two yard. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he also couldn't. He was I the mean, last guy. <laughs> We're I gonna remember get number Tom twelve. McMahon. I was like, hold on, every is other that podcast well? covers that. Caldwell, dude, is that Bubba Caldwell? <laughs> Bubba. Oh no, oh, that's that's a throwback. A little bit of a throwback. It is a throwback. Um, but yeah, no, number twelve cornerback. So he's he's a corner with the number twelve, which is kind of interesting. It's weird to see, but uh, he's gotten called uh, this th- today. Or not today. We're recording this on Tuesday, but on Sunday, yeah. uh, got called for the taunting, and then yeah, I can't remember what it that. was. It was like on sportsmanlike conduct or something on the first week. So that's two weeks in a row, and we plucked this guy off of waivers. Mm-hmm. Man, he ain't doing it. He's just he is just he's just becoming a liability at this point. He did have one good tackle in the first week, one good special team stop in the first week. Um, but other than that, he's just been a liability. Well, so you know, one worrisome. good tackle, one good tackle isn't going to do it. That's the problem. No, is no, you know, especially especially when the weakest, I mean, the the weakest link on our team is special, the special teams. teams. We need yeah. everybody to be able to tackle. I mean, but here's the thing: I understand is why they got starters in there. That's ooh, amen. Josie Jewell. Yeah. Why is he 
on punt coverage when he's your start, not only your starting linebacker, but he's the starting linebacker that's calling the plays. That, that tells me, you know what that tells me? That tells me that Fangio is very aware that special teams is a liability, a but he's unwilling to fire McMahon. What kind, let me, what, kind of blackmail photos does McMahon have of Fangio that Fangio still won't fire him? There's got to be something. There's there's no way. There's some dirt that McMahon has on Fangio that he still has a job. Yeah, because there's no way. There's no way on the planet. (laughs) Dude, you sent your starting middle linebacker out there to injure himself for the whole season. Because McMahon can't do his job. It's legitimately mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And we were talking about and we were talking about this last year. Oh, this is yeah, this is not this is not new this year. No. We wanted McMahon gone before the season even started. Oh it's yeah, hundred percent. It just pronounced itself even more. Oh, because it's 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 almost it's 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 a joke now. Why wasn't Browning out there? Why wasn't it Shrenad? That's who should be out there. It's not supposed to be your starters. It's not supposed to be your play callers. It it shouldn't be third year guys that are starters. They're putting in seventy four snaps a game. It's not those guys. Unreal. You start on special teams and you work your way through the ranks. I could not believe. So when I saw Josie Jewell make that tackle, I was excited because I was like, dang, that's a hell of a tackle. But I was like, why is he out there? And then he goes out there and he's injured. And I'm like, this is unreal. Unreal. Well, you know, well, you know, Broncos country is coming. I mean, they've been coming from a man's head for. Oh, my gosh, dude. Every while, every podcast I've listened to, every everything I've heard about the Broncos has been like, dude, why is McMahon still got a job? I don't even, like, I don't even want to talk about it. Cause we're just you retreading, could, you know, at you this could point. probably but like, listen. You could probably listen to a Raiders podcast. And they'd be like, how's that guy got a job? <laughs> dude, like, even Jaguars podcast. Why is McMahon got a job? <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, let's, Keep let's, him on let's hire team. Urban we'll just, Meyer as our we'll, special teams coordinator. We'll just put rugs back there every week. And we'll just, we won't even throw the ball. We'll just kick it every time and let rugs. Run it back every time, dude. It's crazy. I just, I just don't get how he's got a job. And that, you know, kickoff return for a touchdown. I mean, if you get one of those returned on you in a year, you've had a bad special teams year. <laughs> like, yeah, for uh, sure. and I mean, we had one of those in week I mean, two. This, I mean, this ain't Josh Cribbs we're talking about. No, this is Agnew. Yeah. Which, by the way, two years ago when we played the Detroit Lions, he had one. He had another one return for a touchdown when he was with the Lions. Yeah, I know. It's just fun yeah. fact. Yeah, uh, real fun fact. Yeah, fun fact there. Uh, yeah, so, and, but I mean, you know, a couple guys that have looked great. I know Kyle Fuller gave up that, that long touchdown in the opening, excuse me, opening defensive drive. Not gonna lie, that was just a pretty place ball. That was an un, that was, yeah, and that's, you know, the coverage was, a little off. It, he, he, I mean, the, the, the fact is Marvin Jones beat him on that play. Like you can't, you can't really cover that up, but it was a perfectly placed ball. It was a 
perfectly thrown ball by Trevor Lawrence. Um, and, you know, that's, I mean, seeing that kind of thing is why he was number one pick, you know, seeing the exactly. way that he's able to do those kind of things. But, you know, he did get beat on that. And there's no doubt about it. But that was on third and 13 where you're generally you're you're generally going to be playing the line of scrimmage to at least to a certain degree, right? right. You're generally going to be playing the line of scrimmage. And then to my to my recollection, Kyle Fuller basically gave up nothing after that point. We, and, no, and, as a, and as a as a defense, we didn't give up basically after as that a point. defense. I think he had like forty something yards after that drive for the whole well, rest that- of the game. Well, after that drive, the Broncos gave up 108 yards of total op- defense, a uh, total offense. Yeah, and then, that but that point, includes that rushing. Point. He had like 40 yeah. something yards after that point. Um, and here's the thing about that: so, so he cleaned it up after that. But even even with that, like he shouldn't have even been in that position because early in the drive, Kyle Fuller got 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 called for a BS illegal contact. I remember that one. On third down, which would have ended up being a punting situation. And it was yep. like the dude just – the receiver just runs full speed into Kyle Fuller, knocks Kyle Fuller down, and then they call Kyle Fuller for the illegal contact. Like, what? Yeah. It's because you So he wouldn't have even been in that situation. It would have been an opening three and out. Instead, it ends up being a long touchdown drive. Um our defense looked good. Is is kind of the, you know I was I was talking about that that opening drive, but our defense looked good after that point. Uh, Patrick Sertan had that unreal, unreal uh, catch on the sideline, interception on the sideline, just crazy. Um, so congratulations to him for getting his first pick of his, of his career, and then he had. Uh, Vaughn Miller getting another sack, third sack of the season, a little bit of an easier sack, but still nonetheless, third sack of the season in two games. And man, like, yeah, and you said it, what was it? 108 yards of offense or something like that after that first drive. Yep. And they, and they scored and you know, they scored 13, but only seven were given up by the defense. Exactly. Because the other one was that kickoff return. Uh, Defense is playing. They're playing yeah, well, I, man. <laughs> well, they play, they played better against the Jaguars than they did the um than the Giants. Giants are also a better offense. Well, yeah, they got better. Well, I wouldn't even say they have better receivers either. I think, I think Jacksonville's got better receivers. Uh yeah. I think well, I think I mean Kenny Galladay, I mean, he was quiet. With Sterling Shepard. Stone Shepard obviously had a big a game. Bit. He had a big game. I, I mean, I do think that at this point of their careers, Jones is a better quarterback than Lawrence, but that's just <clears throat> respective to the experience, you know? Um, right. I don't think that, I, I think that will change fairly. Oh, I quick. do too. I do too. I think I, I, I'm not like, I'm not worried about Trevor Lawrence. You know, I'm not worried about him as a, I think he's still, I think he's still going to end up being their franchise guy. It's just, you know, it's going to be some growing pains. Um, yeah, I mean, it's close. I mean, either way, neither neither of them are great defenses but or great offenses, but but we, we took care of them, you know what I mean, in any case. That's all that matters. We gave up a late last – literally last play of the, of the game touchdown to 
the Giants, a meaningless last play of the game touchdown to the Giants. Otherwise, outside of those, our defense has given up seven points to each team. Yeah, two touchdowns. That's it. Yep. So, yeah. so yeah, our defense looks good. Our defense looks good. I know that you know we had expected a ton of turnovers. We got two of them this week. We got the uh, fumble last week. Um, so it's it's certainly not that we're we're not taking the ball away at all. I think people, you know, our defense was so hyped that people just thought we were going to get a takeaway every every drive, which is just not how the NFL works. Um, no, but I, they've looked great. I mean, they they've looked great. They've looked as advertised, in my opinion. Outside of, uh, I think that our pass rush has been a little bit lacking, but our secondary has held up to kind of cover for that a little bit. Our uh, Von, Mil- Von Miller's awesome. done what he's done, but our pass rush has kind of been, especially our interior pass rush. I've definitely expected more from like Shelby Harris. Like, where's he been? Yeah. He's been kind of invisible. Uh, Draymond Jones definitely showed out in that first game, but he had a couple dumb flags in this game. Yeah, he did. Um, but our run defense is on point. Our run defense is great. It's been great last, you know, these first two games. Uh, and of course, we want to talk. Good old Teddy Two Gloves. Old Godwater. Old Teddy Two Tugs. <laughs> no. Credit Brandon Perna. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude. Brandon for that one. <laughs> dude. Teddy Bridgewater, man. I know you and I have talked a lot off the air about the quarterback situation and competition and and I I predicted with Kevin on the last podcast me and him both predicted that Drew Locke was going to win the game or win the job and we both and we gave reasons so. to defend both quarterbacks Each right person. but we both yeah. predicted ultimately that we thought Drew Locke was going to end up winning it so it was a little bit of a surprise Teddy won it however however if you remember not to toot my own horn here but if you remember when we traded for Bridgewater, I told you, I said to you that if it's an open competition and, and it's truly open, I do not see Drew Lock winning the job. I think it's yeah, going to go to Teddy. Um, now, to Drew Lock's credit, he looked improved. He looked improved this offseason. He looked improved during, you know, the obviously the very little minuscule amount of plays that we get to see in in a, in a preseason games, uh, but he looked improved. Yes. And so I was kind of thinking, hey, if it's equal, my prediction is it'll it'll maybe probably go with Drew Locke. Bridgewater wins the job. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, hey, that tells me that Drew Locke hadn't shown enough to convince the coaches, to convince the people that are seeing him every day. You know, it's obviously as fans, we have hopes and expectations and that's not inherently bad, but like the people seeing Drew Locke every single day, we're still not convinced that he was a franchise guy. Right. right and so exactly. I, I'm going to, I'm going to tend to trust the people who see him every single day over what I saw in a couple preseason snaps. I'm going to, I'm going to trust what people are seeing out of him every single day who are literally paid to do this, who have been studying and doing football their entire lives over right. my dumbass fan perspective so w- when exactly. teddy won the job i was like okay well that tells me that maybe when I, in the off season i was right in thinking there's in an open competition teddy's gonna win um but i had seen you know like like many of us had seen from drew lock that, oh he looks improved so that, you know the job might go to him um and i was out you know and i told and i told you and i told kevin if drew lock doesn't win the job then i'm gonna put a put whatever that. my 
feelings of him are aside and be right back on board because that would tell me if he had one, that would tell me that the coaches still believe in him, that the coaches still believe, oh, hey, if he's better than Teddy Bridgewater, who has been a starter in this league, um, then, then hey, I'm right back on board. I'm going to trust their opinion and think that, hey, maybe he still does have it. But Teddy wins the job and – He's a, he's he's outperformed even my expectations. He, and the one thing that he did do, he won the locker room. Yes, he yes. won the locker room. Yep, and that's very important. That's the most important thing. You cannot underestimate that. You can't or can't cannot undervalue the importance of having the continuity. team on your side. You continuity is. I mean, that's the one thing that we haven't had since Peyton Manning was continuity. We haven't had somebody that's somebody you can look at like you were like you were just saying before we talked on air about <laughs> how who was it that uh who who what was the play where uh the guy screwed up? Oh oh Garrett Bowles and he was oh no, Garrett Bowles Garrett Bowles who's about to start flipping out yeah, <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater walked over to him. And was like, "Dude, just let it, just just let it go, man." And he's like, "All right, yeah." Garrett Bowles about to lose his, sh- you know, and yeah, he, Teddy and Bridgewater walks on over the Broncos, to him. That's the that's out. the biggest dude. That's the biggest dude on the Broncos. And that is that's, that that's like the it? play of the game. That's like the play of the game. It doesn't show up in a box score. Yeah, because we all know that Garrett Bowles is a complete psychopath. He's a psychopath. <laughs> he will bust someone's head and get ejected. He doesn't care. Yeah, he's literally the offensive line. <laughs> only offensive line offensive liner that I think would rather be on the other side of the ball so he could tackle people. I know, dude. It's true. But that's the thing. Teddy Bridgewater, he just he's got the command command and the respect of the locker room. And he's chill. And he's chill, and it's, it, yeah, it's not, you know, and, and, and we, we all, not we all, we all love, like Tim, Tim Tebow, was an unbelievable leader, right? But it's a different oh, yeah. type of leadership. Tim Tebow is yeah, much yeah, more Tim fiery and much yeah, Tim more. Tim Tebow wasn't chill. He wasn't chill. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. You know, he wasn't crazy, but you know, yeah, he, he wasn't. That, see, he wasn't a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, but he, but, so yeah, I don't want to say that. not chill as in a fault, but like, but it's just a different style of leadership. It's a different was, style of leadership. One, yeah, because Tim Tebow was the guy. Because I remember watching it. He, I remember watching that game when, when he ran up to the sideline. He goes, "Only one person gets the ball on this play." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and Teddy Bridgewater is such a great leader, but in such a different way, such a different right. way that he's just so cool. He's so calm. You're not. He's not going to let you get too hyped up or too low if you make a mistake. What I love about Teddy is if you make a mistake, he's going to go back to you because he's going to let you make up for the mistake. He's going to make sure that you get a chance to make up for the mistake. I've heard, I've heard people talking about it and I, you know, I can't, unfortunately I can't remember who, so I can't give a source, but people just talking about um, uh, just, just his unreal ability to just get everyone on the same page. And, and he was saying that this person, whoever it was, was saying that, that uh, no matter what happens, that if you have made a mistake, 
he'll go up to you and tell you, "Hey, you're about to make the game-winning play, so I need you to be on this side. On you need, I need you to be with me here. I need you. I you're about to make the game-winning play, so you need to get on the same page." Like, and he just like he encourages people in a different way. He doesn't like fire you up necessarily, but he gives you a confidence. He gives you this confidence both in him and in yourself that you're about to make the play of the game. Exactly. It's you know, the same way it's the same way that Tim Tebow talked to Demarius Thomas the game against the Steelers when Demarius yep. Thomas dropped the ball and on the sidelines Tim Tebow comes and says you're going to catch the next ball that wins this game for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all know what happened there. And Bridgewater and Bridgewater he it takes the offensive line out to dinner every Saturday. He, he, he and here's the thing: people, people talk Please, to you know, yeah. people talk about him. He doesn't just like he doesn't just treat you well when you're around. Like, but he'll ask about your family. He'll ask about your kids. He'll he wants to get to know you and your life. You he know, you're, like you're a not fun just guy too. Yeah, you're not just a means to an end to him, and he doesn't treat you like you're a means to an end. He treats it. He treats you like he's like you're his best friend. And he wants to know everything about you. And he wants to, and it's just like, everyone gets on board. Everyone gets on board. Everyone wants to be on board with him. And of course, like, he's just an easy guy to root for aside, even aside from that, just what he's been through and just the type of person that he is such a likable guy um, that he's easy to root for anyway. And so when you, when you stack that on top of the fact that he just cares and, and he's, he's cool little, and he's calm. And I think he's got a little bit more fire underneath of him. Cause when he went to the, Panthers. There were there was no co- quarterback competition. It no. was him. It was him. And it was and it was a new um it was a new coaching regimen in the, with Carolina and stuff like that. Yeah, he looked good. But this this time it's like I think he's got. I think he had a fire then too. But I think he's got a fire now. It's like hey, I think- I'm winning over a coaching staff that's already established here. They already yep. actually have a starting quarterback here yep. that people think pretty high of. I think and the competition, think, uh, the quarterback really competition, think, definitely gave him brought the best out of him too. I mean, yeah, I think it brought brought the best out of both him and both Locke. But yes. I think Teddy Bridgewater showed it more in those in those like we were talking about, like the Vikings, uh, the uh, the joint practices. Yeah, he the joint practices. Like, look, right? He's like, you know, look, I, I got some veteran presence here. Um, obviously, I was a first round pick. Um, and in my rookie year, even though a lot of that was defense and a pretty good running, well, a great running game with Adrian Peterson, but, um, um, they were 11 and five and then he got that gruesome injury. And then everything after that was kind of like, you know, he, he was kind of, kind of getting stepped over the entire time. Cause you know, they brought in, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Sam Bradford. Yeah, and that's when he gets shipped the Jets. He didn't do anything with the Jets. They he never played. Traded him to the Saints. Saints was goes in there, wins five games, you know. And yep. then last year had a good year until he started until he got injured, and then comes yeah. to us and like I said, has I've to been, win it. It's the first to... real quarterback competition he's ever been in. Exactly. First yeah, one is because yeah, he was not, a high draft not, pick in 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 Minnesota, so he was kind of anointed, you know. And then when he got in there, he played well and took him to playoffs. So he was anointed the franchise quarterback in Minnesota. Then he gets injured, 
obviously he's not going to be in a competition or start over Drew Brees. So he's clearly the backup there. Then he goes to Carolina where he's also clearly the starter. This is the first yeah. time he's ever been in like a, re- at least the NFL, a real quarterback competition. And man, it, I mean, obviously it's hard to believe that the, the, the rate at what he's done so far is going to carry over through a whole season. And we would be wrong to expect that. Exactly. But, man, he, he has shown some real good. real capability here. Because when he won the job, when he won the job in, in the Vikings, who did he beat out? Christian Ponder? Ponder, yeah. <laughs> who I think yeah. was already kind of out going out the door. Everyone kind of expected. That was that, that was that draft that had, like, it was, like, the worst draft for, like, starting, like, first. It was, like, the worst draft, like, quarterback ever. It was awful. Ever. It had, what's it, it was what was like that, big? Matt Liner oh, was in that draft, I think. No, no. Matt Liner. That's no, that like was way before. Seven. What am I talking about? Like yeah, that was seven. 07. It was like uh, um, way before. EJ Manuel. <laughs> oh, that's right. EJ Manuel yeah. for the Bills. Yeah. yeah. And was Geno Smith part of that one? Yeah. Was he? Okay. Yeah, it was he? I'm not going to pretend like I know. <laughs> and, they went bef- and they went before Bridgewater because Bridgewater was the last pick. Thirty-second pick, first round. It was the last. It was the last pick in the first round. Yep. Um, but he was the one who really started to show it. Even though he was, he was far from prolific numbers, but he was winning games and he was doing enough to win those games. He wasn't. He wasn't making the mistakes, and that's I think part of where the narrative came about him. About oh, he's safe, he's steady, daddy, and you know he's not going to make mistakes, not going to cost you games. And 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 I and I know you and I talked off the air about about Bridgewater and and one of the things that I that I kept saying, not kept saying, but like because I I did say to you like, hey, I think the best quarterback on the roster should win right now because I don't because I'm convinced that we don't have a franchise quarterback on our roster. So at right. that point, I was admitting Drew Locke. Well, we, we we both know, we both really admitted yeah. that when we're like we yeah. don't know. Could Our be, admission could was kind of like, hey, we've I know that a lot of people feel like they haven't seen enough from Drew Locke. He needs an opportunity as if he didn't get it, get one. Hey, you get an opportunity if you if you're in a corporate corporate quarterback competition, you're, you, you have it. That's your opportunity. Like you started right. 18 games and you're given an opportunity to start the, to win the job. That's an opportunity. People act like that's not an opportunity because he's not starting a regular season game. And that's just not the case. He was given the opportunity this year. They did not draft a quarterback so that Drew Locke would have an opportunity. That wasn't because they were that confident in Teddy Bridgewater. That was to give Drew Locke an opportunity. That was the oh, whole reason that everyone keeps talking about why didn't they draft a quarterback if 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 the, if Teddy was going to win? Because if they drafted a quarterback – well, be, exactly. And because if they had drafted a quarterback in the first round, Justin Fields, whoever it may have been, then that would have automatically ended Drew Locke. Automatically. Oh, yeah. If you yeah, you if draft you a first round Fields, quarterback, whoever's the incumbent Jones? is done. Oh, yeah. If you would have drafted Mac Jones That's or why they Justin didn't... Fields. Yeah. he it, it, would have, it would have said Drew Locke's not the guy, period. But the fact that they did not draft a quarterback was saying, Drew Locke, you have this opportunity. But he didn't capitalize on it. And that's not to say that he outright just lost the job because he was so bad, but he didn't fully capitalize and show, I'm the franchise guy. I'm the guy. 
That's no, what didn't. he didn't capitalize yeah, on. Gonna, and that's no. why they didn't draft the quarterback. I guarantee it. Not well that in addition to being very high on Patrick Sertan. So oh, well, anyways, and the guy's good. Yeah, I got to wrap up here. Um through 2 weeks Bridgewater has I think 592 yards, 77 yep. completion percentage, four touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers. I like it. Do you sign him? I would wait until they play the Raiders. Not the Raiders. Well, yeah, obviously the Raiders because those guys are actually kind of scary now. <laughs> they look uh, scary. <laughs> they do. Oh what the heck happened to that? Team? Well, where is this coming from? Oh no! What are we talking about? <laughs> I would, I'd say because we you know we we play the Jets next week, and you know I'm I'm sure Peyton Manning is just sitting there and be like, hey man, I actually hope somebody breaks my record. For most picks for a rookie quarterback. Oh God! And Zach Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's gonna well make a on case. His way. Well on well, his I mean, way. I mean, Lawrence got five too. That's right. Remember, Oof. they both have five. It's just Wilson had four in one game. <laughs> yeah, he had three in the first quarter, dude. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilson had one in the first game, whereas Lawrence had three in the first three. game. So they're both. They both have five. Two in this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're they, both. Yeah. Both it, have five. Hey, ain't the uh, <laughs> it ain't it ain't college anymore. But no. um, so I'm 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 really like I'm not really skipping the Jets because every football team's an NFL football team. So you know they could you know I remember a couple years ago the Jets were really terrible and uh, yeah they they beat the hell out of us. Um, and I don't think they're really terrible this year. I think that was an anomaly. I I don't think that uh, four picks is going to be the norm for Zach Wilson. No, I don't think so because they got some. They got you know they got Chris Davis. They got some good receivers. They running Corey back Davis. little Corey. That's what I meant. Chris Davis. That's that's the baseball player or was. Um, <laughs> yeah, he retired. Well, he retired. Um, <laughs> well, there's still a Chris Davis with the A's, but who cares? That's the one that retired. No, 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 no. Chris Davis with the Orioles retired. Chris Davis yeah, with the put- A's played last yeah. night. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he went did. to the oh, Rangers oh. and then came back to That's the. That's right. Oh, yeah. Chris Davis from the Orioles, the one that it, it was either a strikeout or a home run. Well, the, early in his career, then it became a strikeout or yeah, more every strikeouts. Time. Yeah, he, he. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember he went thirty games without a hit, and I was like, "Oh man, dude!" I felt so bad for the guy. Yeah. I felt bad too, but uh, that's baseball. But um, it's baseball. but uh, yeah uh. I'm really waiting for the them to play the Ravens, and I want to see Teddy Bridgewater at home. He might get an ovation. We've playing, we, yeah, we've been playing on the road, so next week's going to yeah. be even more special because that's our that's our home opener. Open home op- opener, man. Vaughn Miller's getting awesome. an ovation. Bridgewater's oh, yeah, going to get an ovation. And there's fans back, and it's going to be capacity, man. Full capacity, dude. Sorry, Zach. Wilson. Feels good. Feels good. Feels good. I do want to see. Yeah, I, I. And I've heard this. I've heard people talk about this topic before. Like, do you sign him? Yeah, you do want to see it sustained. As I was saying earlier, I love right, Bridgewater. Yeah, Man, it's it's so easy to root for him. It's so easy to root for him. And and just seeing how in command of the huddle he is, in command of the offense. I mean, he knows this offense forward and back you know it's just it's unreal that he came in and just i know he spent time with pat Shermer in the past but just came in and just nailed it down so quickly right. and 
he's so I comfortable wanna, in the pocket. Don't... Man, he's just he's and he's making he plays. Looks really good. I don't want to say it like as if he is this because he's not, but he's been making certain plays that look like Patrick Mahomes. Certain no, he ones. He's not he Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not under any weird facade or mirage that he's going to be Patrick Mahomes good. He's not going to be, seen, period. I, I've seen some sidearm passes, man. I've but seen he's done some sidearm passes. passes, some of his escapability, some of, you know, obviously last talking last week with some of the, like that touchdown to o, Alberto. I've been seeing some crazy things. He's so easy to root for, but we got to see it sustained. We got to see it against good That's teams it, too. Yeah. I know, I know the Giants have a decent defense, pretty good defense, but I want to see it against real good teams where you might end up in a shootout, like with the Chiefs, like with potentially the Ravens, uh, Steelers. I don't think they're a shootout team anymore, but they have a great Still defense. Defensive, yeah. So I want to see it a little bit more sustained. Raiders. But if he's still at this pace in Week Ten. Oh, yeah, I think you, you got. I think you just, you got to start talking you about him. it. You got to you got to start, start talking, talking about, about it. If he's still a top five, top ten quarterback in week ten, you, you got to start talking about it. You at least got to start bringing it to the table because at that point, his price is only going to go up. Oh yeah, dude. I think I'm. I think I'm. Honestly, I think I'm going to stream him in fantasy football in one of my leagues because I've it's been to that point, man. Because <laughs> I, I yeah, well, because I'm rocking with uh, Matt Ryan, dude. Oh. Yeah, and I'm one and one, but that, and that's and that sucks about Matt Ryan because he's a good quarterback with a the one one of the worst offensive lines I've offense. ever seen. I've oh, ever well, seen. Oh, it's, that it's, offensive it's, line is is literally a turnstile. Like you're literally clocking in on the subway. You're going through the turnstile. Like oh, that's bad. It's their bad. offensive line. It's it's almost historically bad from what I've seen through two games. Two games, but they look un, unbelievably bad. If you want to see the worst offensive line, just go watch two games of the Atlanta Falcons um, and the worst defense <laughs> and the worst defense. One of the worst, uh, Ian, anything else you want to close out with? I got to get going. Uh, I don't what? have, I don't have any big talking points. There's of course always more to talk about, but uh, I, I do want to keep it under an hour. And, and as I told yep. you, I do have to be somewhere. Do you have anything else that you wanted to touch on before we left? One thing I touch on is uh, the one thing that I want us to improve on more running game. That's it. Running game. I agree with you. Running game and pass rush, which is going to be harder with Bradley Chubb being out. Um, but other areas have looked good so far. Super happy about it. One little tag. Peyton Manning said that he is monitoring closely oh, the yeah. Broncos. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, man, oh, I would yeah. be great if we could get Peyton Manning in as. An owner or part owner, probably, and it would be in a part owner, uh, you know, part of some well, sort of group. Be a, it'd be an ownership group because Peyton Manning group, yeah. got $4.8 billion. I don't think he's got that, and he's got a lot of money, <laughs> but I don't think it's quite that high. <laughs> no, he ain't got that money. Whereas Jeff Bezos, I know he said he might be interested too. <laughs> yeah, but you'd be uh, buying the Broncos to Jeff Bezos. It's like buying a cheeseburger to him. <laughs> it is, dude. It's literally like oh, just. Oh, you wanna, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, you, you want know, a oh, cake oh. pop, son? Yeah, so like, hey, dude, yeah, yeah, Jeff Bezos, it's uh the that's on the dollar menu for him. <laughs> the dog, dude, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, anyways, Ian, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah. great time talking Broncos. Uh, listeners, awesome. thanks for joining us. Sorry we haven't been consistent, uh, and 
you know, we just want to be transparent. We don't know exactly when it's going to be able to, do, when we're going to be able to do this consistently. We do this for fun, just on the side. Of course, we we all have day jobs and, uh, you know, and other commitments and stuff. So we're going to do it as much as we can, and hopefully we can get back to being on a weekly schedule like we used to be. But in any case, mm-hmm. we thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. This has been D Bronx Podcast. We're out. <laughs>